You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we started covering the Chargers over six seasons ago, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, it's Friday. A lot of you might be listening to this on your way to work on Friday. You are almost there. It is almost the weekend. Welcome into the show. We appreciate you guys checking it out today, especially those of you who are doing it for the first time. If you don't know where to find the show and you're just listening off of a social media link or something like that, you can get the show wherever you get your podcast from, the new Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and that's the easiest way to keep up with the show. And on today's show, we'll be getting into more of the 2021 Chargers schedule. And today we wanted to focus on a lot of fun things. We're going to be wrapping up the show today with our season predictions, an early season prediction. And one of the reasons we're doing that is because we'll do it again at the end of, you know, training camp and all those things to kind of measure where we were, you know, now and how we feel about it then, because obviously so much can change between now and then. But we're going to start the show by talking about which game is probably most likely to give us a heart attack, because we know the Chargers have a few of those in store for us. And we'll also get into what game we think could be a trap game for the Chargers this year. And then in the middle segment today, We'll be getting into the easiest and the toughest game on the Chargers schedule NRI. So a lot to get into and a lot of fun conversations to have and maybe some memories you wish you didn't have to think about, but all in good fun. So let's go ahead and get into it. David, this schedule release has been a lot of fun. We talked about it yesterday, but there's just so many little nuances in the schedule. There's so many different things that you look for as far as trap games, easiest game, toughest game. So many things to think about, so it's been really fun kind of breaking these downs, and I think we have some really good matchups to kind of think about today, too. We definitely do. I mean, it's going to be exciting uh, playing the NFC East, playing the AFC North. I mean, those are some phenomenal teams uh, in that division. I mean, I, I think you used to laugh at the Browns, and I mean, I think you always respected the, the Baltimore Ravens. They've always been a pretty good organization, but there's been a, a lot of good teams uh, on this docket, but I also look at this schedule, and I, I think that you know, if things break right early on, I think this is a schedule where the Chargers, barring health, could go on some kind of a good run. So I like the way it lays out. Yeah, and we talked about the toughest four-game stretch yesterday, and we both agreed that it's weeks three through six. So that is early in the season, you know, to kind of have that sort of grind where you're going to have to, you know, put yourself in a good position going down the stretch. But let's start here with the trap game of the season. And like, when you're thinking about these things, they're all, you know, subtle differences. Like a trap game isn't the same as a heartbreaking game. It's also not the same as necessarily the easiest game on the schedule, right? Because when I think of a trap game, it's before a big matchup, right? It's something that yeah. you're looking ahead and you're not focusing on the opponent that's right in front of you. So when you look early at this 2021 schedule, what's a game on there that looks like it could be a trap game from the Chargers right now? Yeah, I think I look at this schedule right here, and there's one game uh, that just screams trap game to me, and that is the New York Giants game. And the reason for that for me is because only three short days later, they have the Kansas City Chiefs 
on Thursday night football in prime time in front of the whole world uh, late in the season, week 15, when you only have a few weeks left. I think that that New York Giants game sets up perfectly for a trap game. I think they can go into that game and maybe overlook the Giants a little bit, and that would be a big mistake. Well, the thing about the Giants, too, is since that is so late in the season, like, the Giants could be good, right? I mean, that's another thing. Like, if they're good at that point, then it's not really a trap game because it's like, okay, we're playing against a really good team. Right. But if you're going up against a, you know, sub-500 team with Thursday night football on the horizon, that's definitely a trap game. You could definitely overlook that. For me, I had a similar mindset. I think you could say the same thing about the Dallas Cowboys week two, right? I mean, another one where you're going to have to play Arrowhead the next week. You're about to start that grind of really tough games. And it could be, you know, looking up past the Cowboys who last year with no Dak Prescott for most of the year were pretty bad. We're pretty bad even when Dak Prescott was on the team. So that's another one. I think it's the Cowboys, so I think you get up for that. I mean, it's the home up opener, so I think it should be fine. The other the one I really think. The wealthiest NFL franchise in the history of the NFL, over $5 billion. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. It is crazy. Cowboys and Cowboys fans, stay away from SoFi Stadium. But <laughs> the other one I'll submit to you is the Minnesota Vikings Week 10. because Definitely. Minnesota is another team. You know, hey, if they're good at that time. Maybe it doesn't feel like that as much, but as it stands now, you have the Steelers the next week on Sunday Night Football. I think that's one where you could look past the Vikings, even though they trounced you a couple of years ago. And like, what version know. of Kirk Cousins are you going to get? I think that's the biggest question, man. He, I mean, Will Dalvin Cook be card. healthy? Yeah, I mean, a lot of factors there, and especially what kind of you know Kirk Cousins are you going to see because it can be bad or good, Kirk. You just don't really know. But hopefully, with the Chargers' defense, it would be enough to rattle him. I think that is one. Where you could overlook. I think they overlooked him the last time coming off of a big win against the Packers. Then they go just get trounced by the Vikings. So that's one that stands out to me. But let's get into the heart attack game. I really wonder if we have the same game for this one. Because we didn't go over these beforehand. I thought it would be nice for us to get our kind of genuine reactions to it. I agree. Who did you think was the heart attack game for the Chargers this year? So the heart attack game this year, looking at this schedule, to me is the Pittsburgh Steelers game. I just have seen so many close games, so many wacky games. I mean, the Steelers have kicked the Chargers' butts, quite frankly. I mean, looking at the all-time series, they're up 24-10. to 10. I mean, that's a little ode to John Kegley there. But the yeah. last three or four contests specifically are all seven points or less, are all settled by seven Damn. points or less. So they're close contests. We've seen many times that... I mean, some crazy stuff happens in these games, man. And that's why I just feel like, I mean, last time, what, they four or five blocked or offside calls and the field goals. I mean, it was just crazy. That definitely made me want to have a heart attack. Uh, I feel like that just there's too many elements in this game that make me feel like this is a definite heart attack game. Yeah, I think that was the two games ago against the Steelers. I think the last one was the Duck Hodges one where yeah. they didn't even have Big Ben and they still beat you, which yeah, is the only time that happened because they also had the Michael Vick game where Le'Veon Bell gets the walk-off touchdown in wildcat formation. Eric Weddle is not able to keep him out of the end zone. Pretty much every matchup you think about with these teams, like you said, I mean, it's always close. That's my number one you know, heart attack game, but... I think the Cincinnati Bengals is another one where I think that they could be underachieving a little bit at the time, and I think there will be times where the Chargers get down against teams that are even bad, potentially, and it's a heart attack game because you're just wondering if they will finally be able to pull it out at the end. 
How many times have we said that, right? Or oh, man. struggling to hold on at the end. It's always one of those two. And then I think the other one, I mean, is really any Broncos or Raiders games, right? I mean, absolutely. you think back to last year, you know, you have the Raiders overtime win. You also have, you know, the goal line fades that don't work out. You have the Drew Locke rolling out to the right and getting the game-winning touchdown. I mean, all of those games were absolutely bonkers. So I think those games, one of those games against one of those teams is going to give you a heart attack as a Chargers fan. So if you have any heart complications, these are the games <laughs> to watch out for because it might not be good for your health. Then again, you're a Chargers fan, right? So obviously you don't care say, about it being you good are for probably- your health. You're probably uh, very battle-hardened, right? I mean, all the crazy things that you've seen as a Chargers fan and all the the losses and all the crazy wins. I mean, I think if any fan base can put up with it, it's definitely the Chargers. I mean, you would think so, and I think like to an extent you're right, but also somehow with the Chargers, you see it coming, and it still hurts, right? And I think (laughs) that's the hard part. And I think other teams, that might not be mutually exclusive to the Chargers, but with the amount of one-score games and what their record has been in one-score games, I don't even think it's necessarily a heart attack issue. I feel bad for your livers because of how many <laughs> games from the Chargers probably drove you to drink. And right. I know which game are they going to charge her? Right? The, I mean, <laughs> that's the question, and I think we all don't want that question to be answered. I mean, I guess we could have just done, you know, what Chargers game is going to force you to drink the most. I mean, I think (laughs) that probably goes along the same lines. Maybe that's another one for the future. But I think it's kind of a similar thread there because the Chargers will have some close games. They're probably going to have some games that frustrate you. Maybe Brandon Staley is the guy that at least they're well organized if they blow a game, right? But, I mean, that only makes it so much easier. But... We do have a bunch more games on this schedule to talk about, and I think there are a couple really easy games and really tough games I don't feel great about for the Chargers. So we're going to get into the easiest game and the toughest game coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. If you guys don't bet on sports, you're really missing out because especially when your team's not playing right now, especially for all you Chargers fans, if you really only like football, there's not a lot going on for you, but... I guarantee if you put some money down on a fighter in this weekend's UFC match, if you put some money down on a baseball game, it's going to make it that much more exciting. And you can get all of the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA action, all at betonline.ag. And it's the one place that we trust, the one place we place our money. And right now, you can even go bet on some NFL futures bets. That's where I've been looking at right now. I mean, there's a ton of fun ones. Win over unders. You can already bet on some NFL games, right? Like week one, go check it out. The last time I checked, the Chargers were a two-point favorite. So tons to bet on at Bet Online. And all you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on all caps, one word, at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David, well, we talked about the heart attack game, and we also talked about the game that seems like a trap game at this point, but there's a lot of other interesting side notes, I think, to this season, and a lot of interesting storylines that come out with this schedule release. And I think naturally, when you get the schedule, you're looking at how hard is my team's schedule, right? So I think the Chargers are kind of in the middle because you get one tough division to play like the AFC North, but then you get the NFC least as well, right? With a couple of teams <laughs> that were like all that. like a garbage fire 
last season and you have, you know, not a great team ending up making the playoffs, but there are a couple of games that stand out. You did a Locked On Now video saying which game that you thought was the easiest. So let's start with the easiest game. And obviously things could change a lot between now and then. But as you see it now, how these teams are currently constructed with everybody still healthy for the most part, which game do you think looks like the easiest for the Chargers in 2021? Well, if you saw the video, you already know who I picked, but I think there's two opponents on this that really scream easiest game to me. And hey, they're all professionals, right? I mean, they all get paid to go play on Sundays, on Mondays and Thursdays. But I think just looking at all the variables, the easiest game on this schedule is against a quarterback that's still trying to find his footing, and that's Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I think they don't uh, have a lot of weapons for him. He has a tendency to hold on to the football a little bit too long. I think that Brandon Staley is going to confuse him a lot. He's going to bring that chaos, and he's going to make him want to run, which he does. He likes to run a little bit too early. He gives up on passing plays a little bit too early, and uh, I think that's going to cause a lot of confusion and chaos for him. And also, I just don't think that the Eagles' defense has enough uh people to cover all the weapons that the Chargers are going to be bringing to the table. So for that reason, I think the Eagles game is the easiest game on the schedule. I think the Chargers are going to come in and take care of business quite easily. I think there's a lot of valid points there. I mean, whether they know it or not, it seems like the Eagles might be in a rebuild, so to speak. I mean, they have added some pieces, but their wide receiving core was a mess. Their front office and the relationship with their head coach was a mess. I mean, there's so many different fires that have to be put out in Philadelphia that I definitely understand that. And I think you, when you look at it, I mean, there's not many games that stand out to you more as far as what these teams look like right now with the Eagles being kind of, you know, messy at this moment that seem like they could be easy dubs for the Chargers. So I will counter that and I will say the Houston Texans in week yep. 16. And I think obviously it starts with one thing. I mean, the uncertainty about Deshaun Watson and even though we don't know if he's going to play or not I mean he could end up on the NFL commissioner's exempt list we don't know how it's all going to play out the legal process is still playing out as we speak but even with Deshaun Watson they were bad last year they went 4-12 and with Deshaun Watson and yep. they depleted most of their draft picks by trying to build him an offensive line they finally got to draft this year, I believe it was the third round, and the first pick they ended up getting was Davis Mills, who's a developmental yeah, yeah. backup quarterback that's not going to have an impact for you this year. Right now... Or will have, he? Yeah, I mean, you never know. They have you know Tyrod Taylor, who, if Deshaun's not available, seems to be the guy. We know that Tyrod Taylor can be kind of that game manager. He can do the little things to not let you... to not lose you games, but, I mean, that roster is depleted... Not a lot of excitement, and it's another team that feels like it's in a rebuild with no draft picks to actually complete the rebuild. So it's like a house that you see on the side of the road that's like, oh, look, they're remodeling. And then you see it like that, you know, five years later. And I guess they're like, oh, okay. I mean, new GM <laughs> Nick Casario has got to be like, oh, my God, man, I left the Patriots for this. I mean, geez. I mean, the team president's like the former Patriots reverend or pastor. Like, it makes no sense. The guy had no football experience, and he's the team president for the Houston Texans now. Smooth move, Bob McNair, but I think that's one for me right now that looks like one of the easier wins for the Chargers. Maybe it's a trap game because it seems so easy, but that's the one I look at, and I'm like, so much uncertainty there. It's going to be hard to see what that team is going to be able to do and if you expect it to have success, but 
just because there's easy games. There's also a lot of hard games. But there's also a lot of hard games on the schedule as well. We talked about them playing the AFC North. That could potentially be the hardest game for the season, one of those teams. What team do you think is going to give the Chargers the hardest time in 2021? Well, I mean, just like my trap game, I think this one has a correlation because you have to play the Kansas City Chiefs on three days rest, and that is never fun. I mean, going up against, yeah, they have the same circumstance. They got to do the same thing, but going and they're up at against home that for that team, one at least. But yeah, either yeah, way, yeah, they're at home. But against that team, you want to have all of your players healthy and available for that, and coming off of a short week. The likelihood of that happening is is very, very low. So, I mean, that's why I don't like that game. That game scares the hell out of me. I mean, and of course, they're in your division, so they know you. I mean, they know you better than anyone else. So, that that's a really tough game to me. Another, I mean, another one is the Patriots game, just because they always play the Chargers tough. Seems like they have the Chargers number. I mean, no matter what they do, even after, you know, coming off of a bye week, Daniel, I mean, those two games right there, those ones, to me, are the most difficult games on the docket. They scare the hell out of me. I had both of those teams on my list as well. I think those are both really, really tough games, and I'll add some kind of context to that. The Chargers have only beaten Patrick Mahomes once. It was the 29-28 two-point conversion Mike Williams game. They've had successful games against the Chiefs as much as a loss can be successful as far as slowing down their offense, but finishing off the games has been the tough part, and that was the only one in the Patrick Mahomes era where they've been able to finish off a game against him. I'm not counting the game against Chad Henney, but <laughs> if you do count the game against Chad Henney, the Chargers are still 2-12 against the Chiefs in their Jesus. last 14 games. So I think both of those games, Week 3 at Arrowhead, is another really, really tough one too, especially for a team who could still be trying to find their footing with a new head coach. And then just to give a little context for the Patriots, the Patriots have won six straight matchups. The last win the Chargers had against them was in 2008 against Matt Castle. Yeah. And in the last 10 games, the Chargers are 1-9 and nine against the Patriots. And wow. I think the other thing I would just add to that is just that's the only game last year where we really saw Justin Herbert get dismantled, right? Completely. I mean, yeah. he got totally confused. They knew exactly how to play against him. Bill Belichick historically does that against rookie quarterbacks, but... Justin Herbert's not a rookie anymore, so <laughs> maybe right. that maybe that fixes things. But I would also say, you know, an honorable mention goes to week six at Baltimore, West Coast to East Coast trip. You're playing the team that had 191.9 rushing yards per game last season. The second place team was the Titans with 168.1. With the depth on the Chargers defensive line and just the overall talent, especially in the interior and the uncertainty with how the linebacker play is going to be. And that the issues one, with running quarterbacks. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I think one of them that sticks out to me where it's like, that's going to be a tough game to win just because of all of those factors. But the Chargers the Browns beat too. them before. I mean, the, the Browns, I think, is another one. I mean, people are sleeping on this team. I know it's easy to do it because we've done it for so many years, but this is not your, your, your father's Browns. I mean, this is a different team. This team is scary on both sides of the ball. I mean, that's definitely an under-the-radar kind of a, a tough game for me. It's absolutely a tough game. We're not getting into all of them either. I mean, there's more tough games on their schedule, but these are the ones that seem like the toughest. I mean, at least the last time you played the Browns, they had, you know, a lot of the same pieces and you dismantled them. Yeah. But either way, it's a different team. It's a better team. And that is one that should scare Chargers fans a little bit because that is a legitimately good team. But if you think that we're done talking about the NFL schedule, you'd be wrong. 
because after this, we're going to be getting into our way too early season record prediction. So we're going to talk about what we think the Chargers are going to go do in 2021. And we'll do it again, you know, right before the season starts and see how much we kind of change on that. But we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet. And of course, I'm talking about Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors to choose from, plus the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. For me, I love the coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate. The best thing about Bilt Bars is they taste great. You can legitimately feel like you're having a treat while you're eating something that goes along with your diet because they're all low sugar, low carb, high fiber, and high protein. You can get exactly what you want out of your snack and have it taste great as well. And they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft, easy to chew. If you order today, you can get a raspberry or mint brownie or whatever flavor you like. And you can even save some money as well. Because if you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off to get the best protein bars on the planet at BuiltBar.com. All right, well, it's time to get into some season predictions. And if you guys know me at all at this point, I mean, this is something that I don't love to do. I mean, it's fun. And I think for this season, especially with a new head coach, Justin Herbert with all the expectations, some really exciting pieces on offense and defense that at this point you can be really hopeful about because everyone's healthy at this point. It's a lot of fun to look ahead and see what you think the Chargers could do, but there's a lot up in the air as well. I mean, how is this offensive line going to gel? How are these new coaches going to step in and perform at this level? For Joe Lombardi, second stint as an OC. Brandon Staley, first stint as a head coach. Ronaldo Hill, first stint as a defensive coordinator. So many moving parts and a lot of expectations still come along with it. But I thought this would be fun because I think what we're going to do is we'll do one now where we give our prediction for the season and then... After the preseason goes down and training camp and all those things, we can look back on it, talk about what we thought right now, and then we'll see kind of how we feel about it as the season is going to begin. So, David, I know that you're very optimistic about this team. I already know that, you know, what your pick is going to be for the Chargers record in 2021, but tell us what you think their record is going to be and how they get there. Yeah, so um, I think that going into this year, I, I like the Chargers' chances. I think they're going to have a much better season than they had last year. I like the leadership up at the top. I like Justin Herbert going into his second year with a much better offensive line. There's a lot of factors that are going going to go well for the Chargers. So uh, I'm looking at an 11-6 11, 11 record for the Chargers as of right now. I think they'll split with the Chiefs and the Raiders. Um, I think they can beat teams like the Eagles and Vikings. I think they're going to drop a couple of games to the Browns, possibly the Ravens and Patriots. But um, I'm looking at 11-6, and six and I'm feeling pretty good about that right now. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, there, it is a 17-game season, so 11 isn't as crazy you know, as it sounds anymore. I know there was a couple of 11-5 and five teams that were in the playoffs last year. I think three. I think the Colts, Ravens, and Browns were all 11-5, and five, and that actually kept out some pretty good teams. So, I mean, 11-6. and six, doesn't even necessarily guarantee you a playoff spot at this moment, you know? So I think that's contending for a playoff spot without actually assuring that you get one. And I think that a lot of things will have to happen for it to go down like that. But I agree. I mean, I thought it was a little bit optimistic for me to say this, but when the Chargers optimist David Drogemeyer goes with it, <laughs> I mean, it makes me feel like I'm being way too optimistic. But 
I think that it's realistic and optimistic at the same time. That's kind of like what we were talking about earlier before we started the show is just, it could definitely happen for them. I mean, I think another realistic record for them too could be, you know, 10 and seven or even nine and eight. I mean, all of those things could happen. It's a seven and nine team. We know how they lost so many of those close games last year. And you do have to replace a couple of really big contributors but at the same time, you feel really good about some other positions that were definitely upgraded during the offseason. So, David, that is a little bit optimistic. What will have to go right for the Chargers to get to an 11-6 and record? Well, first and foremost, I mean, Justin Herbert is going to have to continue to develop. I think that's obvious, but that has to happen. That He has to continue to build off of that great first year. He's got to learn the offense. He's got to feel comfortable in the offense. He's got to be able to go out there and execute what Joe Lombardi and Brandon Staley have built for him. Um, that's definitely got to be number one. The health, I mean, just overall across the board on the whole uh, the whole team, the offensive line, Derwin James. Of course, some guys are more important than others to stay healthy. But also, I'd like to. I, I think the the game management has to be better. I think Brandon Staley has talked about how it's going to be better. Uh, Darius Swinton's going to come in and help him manage the clock. That will help. Um, some game game time decisions or in-game decisions are going to have to be dealt with better. Um, but I think that's going to happen. And that's why I feel really optimistic about the Chargers' chances this year. Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, for Justin Herbert, if he does go into a big sophomore slump, it's hard for me to say that the defense is you know ready to carry this team if needed, right? I think the defense will be improved. I think the defense at this point will be good. And I think another thing that's kind of built in into that 11-6 and six record is the fact that Joey Bosa and Derwin James will have to be on the field, right? Health is such a big part of that. Please. For you to go 11-6, and six, that does have some injuries built into it, right? That's not, you know, the best-case scenario. That's not being egregiously optimistic, but... And I can be I think, egregiously optimistic. For sure, but I think with that record specifically, Justin Herbert, Joey Bosa... Derwin James are all going to have to play most of the season. I think you could probably even throw Keenan Allen in there as well. I think if those guys are all able to stay healthy and you don't have any major injuries besides that that start stacking up, I think that's something that has to happen for the Chargers to go 11-6 and six in 2021 just because I think all of those guys have a chance to dramatically worsen your offense or your defense. So if those guys stay healthy, I think this is very realistic. And I think the other thing is, yes, I mean, development. Getting better play from Nazir Adderley and Jerry Tillery will be huge. Having your linebackers step up and improve in Drew Tranquil and Kenneth Murray, maybe even Kazir White in whatever role he plays. Being able to get to the quarterback is another thing that's going to have to happen after they've struggled even with talented pass rushers over the last couple of seasons. 11-6, and six, you're going to need some of those things to break your way. And I think the other you're thing... You're going to need your rookies to come in and contribute too. I mean, your, your draft picks have to come in and, and get... They're going to have to come in and play well and earn roles and be key contributors for for this to come together and work as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you could say that with an 11-6 and record, you're assuming that Rashawn Slater and Asante Samuel Jr. both come in and are starting right away. And guys like, you know, Josh Palmer and Trey McKitty will find at least small roles in the offense. And guys you took at the end of the draft like a Mark Webb or a Ben or a Nick Neiman are also going to have to be able to contribute on special teams. Definitely. I mean, that unit has to improve. I mean, 
if the Chargers don't have to go as far on offense and they make their opponents go as far as possible on defense, it's greatly going to improve their product on the field this year, Daniel. I mean, we've seen so many of that be the opposite for the Chargers the last couple of years. Those just simple, small little things are going to make such a big impact for the Chargers this season. Yeah, and maybe next week, you know, we'll get into some best and worst case scenarios, but you're going to need a lot of production. And really, last year, you only got big time production out of two rookies, Justin Herbert and Kenneth Murray. So this class is going to have to be more productive, and it's going to have to be more productive right out of the gates, whether it's on special teams or offensively or defensively, because even the guys last year, they tried to put them on special teams. They could have been special teams draft picks. It didn't work out, right? And it just never lived up to what they imagined it would be, but it was not good. So these rookies will have to contribute. I think that's a great point by you, but that is going to wrap things up for today's show and for the week. We appreciate you guys checking in with us, especially with the NFL schedule release happening this week. We'll have some more on that next week. We'll also get into some of your voicemails next week. If you guys want to get on the show, the number is 323-524-7924. We'll also be getting into the latest Chargers news, and we'll get into more schedule talk. If you guys don't already, make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Odyssey, the new Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you guys like the show, we would really appreciate it if you rate and review as well so we can keep this thing going. We love our fans. We know you guys love interacting with us. If you can rate and review We would greatly appreciate it. But you can also find us on pretty much all social media. You can find us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can find us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers. And we have a Facebook page at LockedOnChargers too. If you like us, you know, individually and you like me more than David, you can follow me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. And if you still want to follow David, you can find him at DroTalkSD. But that's going to be Oh, thanks for being so gracious. (laughs) Yeah, I meant it. But we'll talk to you guys next week. I'm sure none of this will carry over then. We'll bring some more guests to you guys have the latest on everything Chargers, so make sure to tune back in and make sure to subscribe. But that's going to do it for us today. We'll be back with you guys on Monday. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.